Hello and welcome to A Star to Steer Her By, episode 197. I am Chris and joining me today are... Ames. Caitlin. And... Jakey! <laughs> and today we will be looking at Let He Who Is Without Sin. And... Dot, dot, dot. Things Past. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> <laughs> First up, in Let He Who Is Without Sin, Dax decides it would be a good idea to drag her stick-in-the-mud boyfriend to Risa. Good and plan. he's in a mood, even for him. He's all, like, jealous of her past-life boyfriends that are still around, because he's a fucking insecure jackass. Not even past-life. I'm pretty sure this is someone who Jadzia banged. Uh, well, either way, he's being a dick about it. And, you know, he wants to, like, have serious talks. She wants to go to Ryza to get him to chill. And then uh, Bashir and Leela, Lita, rather, show up and are like, hey, can we, like, hitch a ride? We promise you won't see us because we'll be doing all the fucking. And Worf is all, err, and Jadzia is like, oh, it's just a car ride. We won't see them. But then they get to the car and Quark is there because he was like, if Lita doesn't let me come, I'm going to, like, abuse my position as her boss. Gross. And he's like, what? Yeah, Gross. yeah. And they go to Risa, and yeah, sure enough, Lita and Bashir immediately fuck off, and Quark waves around some horgons, and he leaves immediately with two women, because <laughs> anything really does just go on Risa. And then Dex tries to get Worf to chill, but unfortunately they've shown up at the same time as like some evangelicals called the New Essentialists, who... Uh, Possibly are the only people more uptight than Worf in the whole Federation. Uh, they piss and moan that everyone's gotten soft. You know, because, I mean, if you go to Risa, yeah, you're going to see that. Yeah, they pass out all their chick tracks. Yeah, yeah. You know, meanwhile, all those colonists who, you know, are constantly under threat by border skirmishes and crystalline entities are like, what do you mean we're soft? But, you know, whatever. And Worf is like, hmm, I find their chick tracks very amusing. <laughs> And he continues to be a prick because, like, the chief hostess there did fuck the shit out of Curzon back in the day. And Worf is all like, I mean, you know, she's kind of hot and I know my wife is at least bisexual, if not pansexual. uh, Girlfriend, whatever. He thinks she's his fucking wife. Yeah, he plowed her, therefore they're married. Yeah. I'm yeah, just so saying, they're technically not yet. No, I know. So he continues to be a stick in the and that mud. That was a big discussion point. Yes. God damn it. We and have much to discuss. He <laughs> tries to get all up in Lita and Bashir's business because he sees both of them fooling around with other people. But it turns out and because he is the Bajorans the fuck out of his pearls, my god. Yeah. Because Bajorans have a ceremony for everything, they are going through the Bajoran rite of a good breakup. I can't imagine the bad breakups go like this. So they get to fuck around with other people and each other, and then they break a plate. And Quark's like, that's it? And then she's like, I kind of have the hots for Rom. And right. Quark is like, yeah. wow, I pity you. And we all throw you. up in our mouths. Yeah. And Quark is like, I pity you, Bashir. And this is the lowest point in Bashir's life. <laughs> Meanwhile, Worf helps the evangelicals break into the weather control system to make it rain for a couple of days, <gasps> and everyone was gets it the sign of LaForge? Let's go with yes. Yay! Uh, and they get really mopey. And then War, you know, War's like, "Well done, you made your point, and I've ruined my girlfriend's vacation because I'm in a mood." And then Dax is like, "Why are you such a prick?" And he's like, "Well, I used to enjoy myself." Then I killed a boy while playing soccer because I was enjoying myself. And Dax goes, wow, you really should have been in therapy for this for years. Where's Troy? Yeah. Meanwhile, the evangelicals are like, Worf left us this thing that's linked up to the planetary control systems. Let's turn off the stuff that keeps the earthquakes from happening. And then Worf shows up and is like, what the fuck? And like lifts the chief up and flings him into a wall. And is like, I'm slightly more chilled out now, only not really. And then him and Dax go skinny dipping. And there are no consequences for Worf. 
as usual. Jesus, yeah. even though he, he he went full terrorist. Dude, full terrorist. He went full incel. Yeah. He was like, <laughs> he was like, oh, girls don't like me. Uh, I'm, uh, I want a trad girl. Where's my pretty trad girl who wears fucking high turtlenecks? I'm going to commit terrorism. So What the fuck? Worf? Yeah, where oh. the fuck did that idea How come from? How are they still together after this? Yeah. How is Jadzia uh, Two dicks, like, that's why. Even Jadzia, she knows lots of fucking Klingons. She could find another double-dicked Klingon if that was all it was. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with Jadzia. Like, mm. I had very little respect for her in the beginning. I've gained some respect. Now I'm like, really? Because your boyfriend had a bad childhood, you're like, oh, it's totally fine that you committed eco-terrorism on a paradise planet while we were trying to have a nice vacation. You fucking jerk. Yeah. Yeah. And treated her like shit, too. And treated her enough. like shit! And, it's and such, like and property! And it's so obvious, even from the start, of this episode at least, that they're just a terrible couple. Yeah, no, the, like, clearly all they have going for them is sex. It yeah. was way better when we were like, are they gonna? Are they gonna? Like, of course we knew we were there, they were gonna. But, like, that was much more fun. Now it's like, well, that's he like, thinks he owns her, and she's just like, nah, bitch. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the oldest problem in the book for television, though, is, like, once the are they gonna passes and they do, you're like... All right, now what? Yeah. Yeah, but this we had... We have to make I sure there's like, conflict. Yeah, yeah. I just felt like this had potential. Did and I mean, I, I guess it did have potential, Wait, but this episode that potential was terrible. Oh, no, no, this relate the relationship. Okay, the episode yeah, this episode no. Well, the I'll be thing. honest. I was kind of excited to to have it be like, "Hey, we're going to have sexy fun times on Riza." But then the Westboro Baptist Church was there and I was <laughs> like, "Well, that's less cool." And then for Worf to be like, "You know what? I'm going to double down and up the ante on that. I'm going to read the chick tracks and I'm going to help them burn the gays." Like, what the fuck is wrong with you, Worf? Stop. I will say this. At least Finally, in Star Trek, in a relationship, instead of, like, making the woman irrational or unreasonable, it's the man this time. Mm. So like, a couple Worf weeks is ago, clearly the bad guy here. Yeah, remember yeah, a couple I weeks say. ago when I was telling you guys, oh yeah, we haven't hit the worst episode according to, you know, at least IMDb, if oh, not whatever else. Oh, is it's that this, this one? one. <laughs> mm. Okay, yeah. so here's the thing. I don't think this is the worst episode we've seen. <laughs> I mean, no. it's not good. It is good. pretty bad, though. It's not good, but at least it's interesting, and there's like a discussion to be had, and there's what's well, the discussion to be had? Uh, that incel that Worf is and, a bad man. That 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 Worf is an incel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I will say. Good. Why is this Star Trek? Is my question. There is it's no on plot. There's yeah, no it's plot. So bad. Well, we but, get a lot of character. Like a lot of important character drops. For one, we know that Curzon was fucked to death. Good, which I like is that detail. Fucking awesome by Vanessa Williams. Which you know, that's that's not bad. What were you telling? You told Chris told me something really good last night. When we were watching the episode. What was it? Oh yeah, so this wasn't something I noticed, but someone else did. And I read it online ages ago, and I've been keeping it in my back pocket till we got here. You know, if you flash back to the scene, because technically he was fucked to death, but he didn't die on Risa. Or at the oh. very least, he didn't die in her bed. Because he was still alive when they did the transfer of the pork loin based on a flashback <laughs> Dax had. And while he is on the table waiting for the transfer, he has the biggest, biggest smile on. Ah. Uh, so. And at the time, you're like, oh, it's because his trill is moving on. And that's a happy time, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, it is. Lie. I died the way I totally wanted to. I died the see, way I lived. I'm imagining now, though, that snoo snoo. what we didn't yes. see in that scene was... That he you was know, still the, erect. The, the, yeah, no, no, she was actually there. You didn't see her. She was off screen, but she had her hand, and she was jerking him off <laughs> while they were transferring it. Yeah, she gives That's, a line it towards was the end. In, it was in his will. His, uh, it's, it's like, it's like life support, right? For, yeah. For, for Curzon, wow. if, as long as he's getting stroked off, he's alive. <laughs> but as soon as that ends, that's it. Yep. Heals over. Yeah, Erendis gives a line toward the end saying, I never got a chance to say goodbye to Curzon. And my thought was, oh, yes, you did. <laughs> oh, yes, you did. <laughs> you gave him his preferred goodbye. The big goodbye. Oh, there we go. Yeah, so... there, there's, there's the Vulcan hello, and then there's the <laughs> trill goodbye. 
So what I found extra like ridiculous about this, and I, I tried to find out when the other episode aired to see which came first, but Worf's like Worf's origins of why he's such a hard ass story is very, very similar to King of the Hill. There's an episode where they address why is why doesn't Hank allow himself to be happy? And it boils down to he was in an important football game and he made like a major score. I think he won the game. I don't quite remember. It's been years. And he, you know, celebrated, like danced around. He was very, very happy. And then right after that, he like fucked up his ankle and ruined his career. And he felt like it was some sort of like karmic punishment for allowing himself too much happiness. So yeah. now in my mind, Hank Hill is, Worf is just Hank Hill. Yeah, except except they upped the ante here. Well, yeah, Worf did Worf kill a kills child. a kid. Yeah. Yes. Does that make Bobby Alexander? Bobby is oh, no. so much better than Alexander. <laughs> Plus, yeah, when they're when they're talking about, oh yeah, we're gonna go to Riza, even though Worf wanted to go to Earth. I'm like, no, yeah. go to Riza. Alexander's not there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I know. Okay, now, and I do not want to diminish how awful Worf is. Oh, he's so bad. Um, but oh, I, I, I did feel like the pressure to go to Riza. It, he clearly did not want to go on this vacation. Yeah, I mean, I will agree. It's like, you gotta, you gotta, I get that she's trying to get him to chill, but like, you gotta ease him into Risa. You yeah. gotta go to like Disney World first. Exactly. Like, get the motherfucker onto a roller coaster. Try to get him to say we for the first time in his life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I feel like, I, I don't know why Jadzia was so insistent on pressuring him to go on this, on, on to Risa, but... Not a great idea. He wanted to get him in that swimsuit. Oh, who can blame yeah. her? I liked her bathing suit. It was a very pretty color. I was kind of bored by the costuming in this. Yeah, I, a lot of it was like very like I I did I agree I liked hers because it had that almost like like it wasn't actually pearlescent, but they managed to kind of fake it. Hmm. Um, but everything else did very much feel like '90s swimwear. Which again makes sense. It was like ninety six. Yeah, this or is definitely the most TNG episode of uh, of DS nine we've seen in in multiple ways. This yeah. is one of the most TOS episodes of of DS nine because you can tell Gene would have loved it. Oh yes. Mm. You know, Although I have to say that when we finally saw Jaha Moran or whatever on screen, I was really surprised. I thought it was uh, sex, but the fact that it's noticed. actually sculpting. Uh, with clay, like pear sculpting with clay was really surprising to me. Yeah, I guess they had a lot of trouble with this episode. And the writers like say that one of the things that this episode specifically suffered for was that they wanted it to be way, way, way more sexy. But you can't do that when sometimes your show is shown in a slot at 5 p.m. and children watch. So that meant that they couldn't do like, you know, a lot of skin. They couldn't do a lot of sexy stuff. Like they, I think they stopped at, you know, Bashir kisses a woman, that kind of a thing. And they had to redo a scene with Chase Masterson because the scene where she's getting kind of a weird little tickle massage. Yeah. Yeah. Which was dumb. Yeah. Was originally shot as she's full on naked in a tub with a guy. And which is why it makes sense why it's, Worf is staring like, what the actual fuck am I looking at? It does explain a lot, yeah. And they redid that scene when they're like, oh, God, we can't put this on television. This is way too sexy. Yum, yum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ugh. I will say, like, you know, because because a while ago, to make our end of, se- se- blah, 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 end of season discussions easier... I start a running tally as early as possible about like candidates for worst and best episodes for a season. And uh, this was the episode that got me to start the list. Uh, and it is definitely a candidate for worst. Um, yeah. Yeah. Still, still not worse that. than old man Bashir though. No, that's going to be really hard to top. Yeah. If wishes were horses. But the thing is like, there are a lot of episodes because, you know, I know this is the worst one on IMDb, which I think is, you know, whatever. But there are episodes that are bad, but there's an idea in them somewhere. Yeah. You're like, I see what they were going for. They executed it shittily. Yeah. But this one, like, I don't know what the fuck. The, the idea was just let's be sexy. 
But yeah. then they can't be sexy because of children. You yep. just kind of feel like, why would you even bother at that point? Exactly. Though? You know what I mean? It's like, if you can't be sexy, you can only be stupid sexy. What's the point? Yeah, it's, why go to Ryza? Why have this episode? And here's why they had this episode. Um, so the writers were like, okay, let's do a sexy, sexy thing because we need something fun for after Trials and Tribulations. Let's try to channel Eugene O'Neill's play A Moon for the Misbegotten. Okay. Uh, it was the last play he wrote before he stopped writing because, you know, his his health was deteriorating like crazy. Because um, No, because he thought, hmm, someday someone's going to use this as a framework for an awful Star Trek episode. Exactly, that's what I would it. do. I want to give them less, less uh, material. Yeah, it's more or less a sequel to Long Day's Journey Into Night. Oh, no, that does not need a sequel. No, and this one, it wasn't. Like, I read it this week. It's not good. I was going to start watching it because there's a video of it on YouTube I found. That's even worse because it's all Irish accents. And I'm like, okay, I can't. I fucking can't with this. I read it. I have no idea how this actually channels into this episode because the play is just about a, a woman and her father who live on a farm. Their landlord comes over and they joke around for a while. And the landlord like ends up like saying, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll see about if we ever sell your farm to the neighbors because the neighbors are rich. And they realize, oh, no, if we don't want him to sell the farm to the neighbors, the daughter should seduce him and use her sexy, sexy wiles on him. And then we'll catch him in, in the act of being in bed with her. And then he'll not sell the farm. Done. Wow. And then the, epi- the play goes off the rails. I didn't care for it. Was but- Worf trying to buy a farm? I, I missed that. I saw that. I think, I think that was in there. Yeah. What the fuck? But yeah, I think it was just, oh, yeah, we want... Sexuality and alcoholism run amok. Hey, Riza. Hmm. I mean, alcoholism run amok is definitely Eugene O'Neill's oeuvre. I'll give you that. <laughs> I mean, I fucking love Long Day's Journey into Night, but uh, that was that was very well self-contained. Did not need a pseudo sequel yeah. with weird. Yeah, this one was pretty repetitive. It's like Mr. every Wharf. every every line. It's oh, I I have something to tell you, but I'm not going to tell you. Oh, what was the thing you're going to tell you? I'm not going to tell you for like pages and pages on end. Sounds great. Was that, that was dumb? Was that I the, will what not they meant? Tell lies for the inspiration. Like Worf was clammed up for so much of it, and then he finally admitted, "I murdered someone with my big pointy head." How do you play? How do you head a soccer ball with that head? Yes, you without, think without the, deflating. Seriously, stuck to your head. Clearly the soccer ball was made of sterner stuff than the kid he murdered. It's like when the rhino tries to head the soccer ball in bed knobs and broomsticks. Nobody's seen that movie. I'm just kidding. Some people have. But not, not many. It's, uh, it means well. Yeah, plus Bashir was kind of gross again this episode. Yeah. With his, like, why do you think I chased after her so much? Or yeah. I chased after her so much. And Jazee like, was on. right there. Well, I do and appreciate she's like, stop talking about me like I'm not here, you that, fucking that's, jerks. That's and the that's thing. the difference between first season Jedzia and fifth season Jedzia. <laughs> yeah, like, I do appreciate that, at least. That she was like, hey, fuck wits. I'm young. No one can see that gesture. Yeah, I realized as soon as I did it. I was like, wait a minute. But yeah, like, so that was not, I've seen, again, terrible, but at least, like, she asserted herself, so that's an improvement. Yeah. And the whole Bajoran rite of separation was entirely unnecessary. Like, again. Well. What happens when it's a bad breakup? Who cares? <laughs> they, it is, they, this they is fil- a bad They filmed how- the rite of separation and put it on the internet. That's, no. That's the how could this, how could there be a worse breakup? Fucking Bashir. He's 30, which is ancient. Are you, and his wait, girlfriend. Wait, wait, hold on. Did you say 30 or three zero? Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. How is so he even alive at that age? He's ancient, but, yeah. and his wow. girlfriend is ditching him for Rom. <laughs> and he didn't win that award. He should basically just. It's over. It's over that's, that's for, the end for, that for Julian guy. Bashir. Time to move into a home and adopt a few dozen cats. No, wait, that's my plan. And Data's. Um, can we talk about the little dumb show that the uh, fundies put on where they storm, storm oh, their little the little dinner party fucking, and, yeah, and that, tip oh. over the buffet table? Like, what the fuck point. is going See? on? You would be totally helpless. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Yeah, except you're people who we invited to Riza because you're people. 
We don't just you are unprepared. The Jeb Hadar here. If the Dominion invades, all your dinners will be ruined. All of them. Here's what I don't get. They're like, you've grown soft. When you're in danger, you call on Starfleet. It's like, who are they supposed to call on? Ghostbusters. As far as yeah, I- Yeah, same! <laughs> also, I don't think anybody on Ryza could be uh, accused of being soft, if you know what I uh, mean. Pretty sure it's but like, he's like, hard you know, dick all day. That They are who you call on if you're in the Federation and you need help. They are like- Equal parts military and Red Cross. Like, what is this idiot? And again, like, yeah, of course, if you stay near the core and Risa and whatever, it's going to feel like everyone's soft. Ben even talked about, you know, oh, things are easier when you're in Eden. But it's like... It's literally a vacation spot, though. People don't go to Walt Disney and, like, storm the fucking walls and be like, Oh, yeah, you thought it was all fun and games at the Magic Kingdom, did ya? Well, what if terrorists like, showed up? I'd like to see this smug prick Holy shit. and his smug prick friends go to some, you know, like, go to one of those fucking Cardassian border war worlds before the bad treaty and be like, You're all soft! And see how quickly they got beaten to death by angry yeah, farmers. Yeah. <laughs> Although I like I like uh, Caitlin's Disney analogy. Well, because yeah, and now I'm actually wondering oh, how right. that is not already a Die Hard film. Mm. You well, even also, said though the yeah, planet. it was it was basically they their whole thing is Epcot, except a, that the Mickey Mouse is a is a Horgon, a three story hmm. tall Horgon, Horgon yeah. which is amazing. Oh yeah, I joked. Whose Horgon is that, Rikers? Mm. <laughs> I was gonna say jeans. Uh, sexy Disneyland. I wonder if the Death by Jaham Ra 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 is like a vacation package that you can pay for. <laughs> well, I mean, let's be real. So in the future, death with dignity will definitely be a thing. And if that's how you want to go. Why not? Who wouldn't want to get fucked to death? Oh. Uh, that guy wharfed through into a wall. Oh, yeah. I don't know. It probably hurts. Okay, here's, yeah. a, here's a question a that I wrote down and and had very Caitlin vibes when I was writing this down. Do Klingons need to use both hands to masturbate? I mean, have to? No, but... I guess you could kind of like... Yeah, you could probably get, if you had one big hand, you could probably get it around both, but I feel like... It depends on if there's... Actually, trick question. Of course you do. You still have to play with the balls. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Just saying. Good point. Could you just do one at a time? Yeah, I think you probably could. I don't know. Why not? But actually, it's a good question, though. Like, if you jerked one off to completion, would the other one still be hard? Can we get in touch with uh, that man with two functioning dicks? Uh, probably know, I don't not. Think, I don't think it would, honestly. I'm Because, remember, the Klingons have two of everything for redundancy. That's true. You're right. So there's really no reason for them to have, like, you know, a separate system for getting off but i bet that it's a some kind of klingon thing to try to do both at once oh yeah it's probably contests i mean you might say it's, it's after the bat left contest they're like all right time to wind down sword dicks edging yeah it really so good that's jake that's you're funny you're a funny man i try Man, it does feel like the whole point of this episode was just they sat. If somebody went, can we finally figure out why Worf is not like not good at enjoying himself like other Klingons? And we did just this have was that. The result. We did just find out that some shit went down to make them not look like TOS Klingons. <laughs> Let's just keep riding this. We don't talk about finding it. stuff out about Klingons. Wave. Yeah. We also mm. needed to make sure Bashir and Lita were broken up. Yeah. I mean, Which, honestly, I'm glad. They're a terrible mix. Here's the thing. It's fucking annoying. They've barely shown them together anyway, so... I forgot about them entirely. I kind of figured they'd probably already broken up. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I got like... sick of hearing Bashir being like, yes, I used to chase after Jadzia. <laughs> Did I yeah, tell her how like, I... And I feel like Bashir just doesn't really do long-term relationships. Doesn't feel like it, no. No, because he's, I mean, because he's like a James Bond role player at heart. Yeah. He just likes to bang, bang heaps of bitches. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so Siddig also says, like, he, 
he wasn't f a fan of his um, acting in this episode because his mind was very much elsewhere. <laughs> because the day before his scene with Lita, Nana had given birth to their son, <laughs> Django. Mm. Their kid's name is Django? Mm-hmm. What? Spelled how? Uh, D-J-A-N-G-O, I believe. What the fuck? That's, they that's named the their kid way. after fucking Django? Django Reinhardt, the jazz musician. Oh, actually, that might be it. Oh, I was thinking Django the Cowboy. So was I. Well, I don't know. I don't know who I'm that just, is. I'm just thinking of, of Django's that I know of. The only ones Django I know Fett, are the... Maybe Boba Fett's dad? No, this uh, was in 1996, so that was... I know. I also... Well, Django I, doesn't have a D, does it? Yeah, no, it doesn't. I know. But yeah, no, yeah, there's Django Reinhardt's uh, guitarist. Excuse me, Jake. Actually, uh, it was the 1990s, and there's no D in Django Fett's name. But yeah, no, you're right. There's Django, <laughs> Rein Django Reinhardt, and, uh, but yes, yeah, also Django. Django Reinhardt? Yeah. Now I'm picturing Cowboy Reinhardt in Overwatch, which is also a little bit disturbing. Ooh. Yeehaw! And yes, the, the spaghetti western Django at that point, because obviously it's far too early to be Django Unchained. Yeah, I knew it wasn't Django oh, yeah, Unchained. Yeah. yeah, but that's why that's why Nana is not in this episode, obviously. But they do make a reference early in the episode about how they want to name the baby, the O'Brien baby. Oh yeah, Sean. Sean. Uh, and they say that that's, what, that's a Bajoran word for swamp. Mm -hmm. Which say, I say, I don't see the problem. That seems very appropriate for a baby. Swamp O'Brien. Also, they're not Bajoran, right? Like, who gives a fuck? Well, they yeah. see a lot of Bajorans, and when you're like, hey, this is Sean, they're going to snicker. Yeah. Like how That's we used fair. to snicker at Spock's name, even though no one ever told us why. Yeah. Terrible episode. Yep. Three out of ten. Pretty dumb. That no, much? No plot. Yeah, I'd give it three. Ugh. Two. Oh. Excuse me. <laughs> um, we didn't talk too, too much about the fundies, uh, other than their little uh, demonstration. Do we think we'll see these people again? No, never. Of course not. I hope not. So I say, I Why hope would not. we? A bunch of bitch boys. They're already terrible. And warped they really, through they I kind like of remind me of fucking... the, like the Proud Boys, though, right? Yeah. Like, they walk around with their tactical vests. and Yeah. Like I said, they, they reminded me a lot of like the Westboro Baptist Church types, too. Yeah. Yeah, but the, West, the Westboro Baptist Church people are like provocateurs, but they don't have guns. These guys actually were carrying around guns true was yeah like, it's true mm. there was a they weren't there. loaded though yeah unloaded weapons assholes i like that one guy tried to like punch wharf and wharf was like lol yeah no, no, there was the leader he like backhanded and then wharf lifted him three feet off the fucking ground with one hand yeah what was this guy thinking i he wasn't you know he was that he thinking, killed a kid I was the with that head of right my soccer team <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you think do you think your fist will succeed where that kid's entire head failed? <laughs> uh, being fair, it wasn't his head. It was, it was his, his neck. neck. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, I as we were watching this, we we were both having like totally different reactions because I was like, oh my god, did he kill a guy? And Chris was like, no, he probably knocked him out. And then Worf's like, I broke his neck. And we were both like, oh god. I'm I'm imagining like the home. The home video of this of this <laughs> soccer game. No, <laughs> but it's not. It's not going to be anything like what, what Worf claimed. You just see like little Worf running up to this kid, and he like grabs him and twists his neck. <laughs> and <he's> like, ah! <laughs> Picks up the soccer ball with his hands and throws it in the goal. <laughs> it, like he actually throws it into the goalie with such force, the goalie grabs it and just gets knocked into the net. Mm -hmm. And also dies. Yeah. <laughs> also yeah. dies. Isn't it sad that in the 24th century, kids are still playing soccer? Oh, no, why yeah. would that be bad? Oh, I don't know. I'm just kidding. Well, only on, on some rinky-dink planet. Well, yes. no, remember, they, they, they still have the World Cup, apparently. Yeah, hmm. true. It's like the only 20th century sport to survive into the future, because baseball right. is and gone. Like, it's and... not because we've already gotten rid of baseball, more or less. You know, it's, it's a niche thing. Uh, how does that survive at all? Uh, well, because it's, like, renowned. hugely popular. I mean, that's, like, all way, across the world. It, like, if, like, everyone's like, oh, man, baseball's boring. And it is. Yeah. Soccer's 
just as boring. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Soccer's, less, soccer's less boring than baseball, in my opinion. Yeah, well, okay, maybe. But the other thing, I, I hope at least they fix the fucking clock. Because god damn it, soccer. You've, you've been the off fucking about clock. the clock before, Jake. We don't I need know, another clock I know, and it needs to be mentioned again. I bet you <laughs> that kid would still be alive if they if there was a proper clock. They probably That incident probably happened during uh Their during weird the bonus time. time. Yeah, the fucking extra time. God damn it. At minute at minute ninety four of the children's soccer game, worth murder the boy. That's the, won the game. Voice. Yeah, I like that he's like, when I turned to call that kid a bitch for not getting the ball before me, he was dead. Oh god, Worf. His twitching corpse. I mean the good thing is I took is, a piss on it with both my dicks. The good thing is I was removed from the team after that. No, no, see the good thing is though, because it is clearly an all Russian colony. Like, they just kind of shrugged and accepted. It's like, ease life. Children killed sometimes. Mm. Oh, God. Very bleak. Oh, well. Oh, my God. What got all around? Yeah, the last thing I wanted... No, you finish up. No, well, mine is pointless. I was kidding. Calling was founded by Chekhov? No. Before he retired? No. No, it was a little old lady in Leningrad. Yeah! Uh, (laughs) Last thing... Last thing I was going to bring up. So this was uh, directed by Rene Abergenois. I'm so sorry, Rene. And well, um, that just means that we got the best version of this that we could have got, really. Probably, yeah, because he be actually like, he took a lot of time to because you know they were shooting out in the beach area of wherever the fuck they were, and uh, I guess Terry Farrell can't be in the sun for too long, which you know in this episode there's not a good way to do that. So he actually went out of his way and like took time that they could have been doing shit. Like, like, the actor can't be? Yeah. Like, because of a health condition, or because of her spots, or because of what? I'm gonna guess the former. Yeah, maybe. Um, I mean, it could be. There definitely are lots of health conditions where, like, if you get above a certain temperature, it can cause problems. So. Yeah, or your skin is very reactive to it, or whatever. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, yeah, but I Renee, sun, like, took I some time. I think allergic to sunlight is a thing, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Renee had to like take time out of the schedule, which they built back in by doing bullshit, uh, to build her a tent. Oh, nice. Oh, that does remind me, very briefly before we move on, one thing that Kate and I have noticed recently with episodes, and it really shines a little opening here, since he's become a solid, Odo's sass factor has increased, like, exponentially. And uh, I'm okay with that. I enjoy extra sassy Odo. I don't remember him in this episode. Oh, yeah, the, the very opening, uh, him, Cisco, and Dax are talking. And, They're sassing uh, about the O'Brien's baby name and... And then the fact that, like, you know... <laughs> they were, like, joking around about Dax and Worf's sex life, and oh, he was... Yeah. He was... Actually, and, it's been seven fractures, yeah, two contusions, something. and... Yeah, in general, I enjoy extra sassy solid Odo. Speaking of Odo... Things hey. passed. What? He's not sassy in this one. He's sad. See, sad, sassy, sad. Anywho, he done goofed, kids. He did goof. Done goof. He fucked around and found out. He did. In things past, Dax, Cisco, Garrick, and Odo. Odo, thank Jesus Christ. The whole my whole fucking segue. Uh, are coming back from a conference on Bajor about the occupation, where for some reason they let Garrick speak. Uh, <laughs> or where Garrick thought it would be a good idea to speak. Yeah, yeah. That's how charismatic uh, This will go is. over well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they apparently gave him a special badge that said, <laughs> Occupier Dickhead. But, you know, what did go over well was, like, everyone was really excited to see Odo, because they were like, Odo, you were like, you know... You you kept the peace, but also sort of, you know, you, you everyone liked you. You tried not to be a dickhead. And he, like, looked really awkward. He's you're like, like You're like, okay, uh, whatever. And then, all of a sudden, like, you know, we cut to Deep Space Nine, and Worf forgets that the runabout platforms are lettered, not numbered. And they're like, oh, no one's responding. Oh, is that why you commented on I that? I did, yes. I was like, what's your problem? Number one. He's like, number one. I'm like, what's the what? Yeah, it's always landing pad C. Well, I don't know. Which implies the others are A and B, not one and two. Listen. It could be C, A, two, D. Anywho. So they're coming in and they're like, there's really weak life signs on the runabout. What's going on? So they beam a team over and everyone's all passed out in their chairs. And it's like, what's going on? 
And then we cut to Tarok Nor back during the occupation. And they all wake up in <clears throat> different clothes, and we event we pretty quickly work out that it is quantum leap rules where yeah. everyone is seeing them as not who they are, but they see each other as who they are. We never get an explanation for that part. Because well, we I have these actors. It's implied. Maybe but anywho, paid. Yeah. And they work out, okay, so we're here, we're these people, and uh Dax gets taken away to be Guldacott's <clears throat> fuck buddy. Ugh. And meanwhile, Odo freaks out when he realizes who they're supposed to be. But they're like, what's wrong, Odo? He's like, I um, know about this from the security files. And, you know, they're there. And they're like, oh, that's your that's your predecessor, um, Thrax, played by former Federation president Red Foreman. I loved it. It was great casting. And Odo's all freaked out. Like, it is so obvious something is wrong. They're like, wait a minute, this is seven years ago, and by then you were in charge of security. Why is it Thrax? Uh... And, you know, there's these three men, and he, you know, Odo goes on about how they were wrongly accused of trying to kill Gul Dukat, and, you know, then uh, Jedzia breaks them out of the clink after, well, well, I jumped ahead. And eventually the attempt on Gul Dukat's life does happen. They're thrown in the brig, Jedzia breaks them out, they go to escape, but then, like magic, they're back in the cell... And we see that Thrax is a change. Yes, sorry, yes. There's a fight with Thrax, and he goes all gooey, and they're really not making it subtle. And then Odo goes to argue with Thrax in his office, and Thrax is like, he's finally like, look, I'm from the future, and Thrax is like, well, duh, Odo. (gasps) And then we cut to the promenade, where they're all, where, you know, Dax and Bashir and Garrick are about to be... Uh, executed for the crime they didn't commit. And finally, surprising no one, Odo admits, this was me! And, uh, yeah, so this was Odo's big secret. He was really lazy about an investigation once, and he's felt bad about it ever since. And Kira shows up at the end just to rub some salt in the wound. And he doesn't go, well, this makes us even for that time you lied to me and stole a thing. I'm sure it doesn't make it even, because I'm sure there are many other instances where Odo was a bad man. Well, yes, but he doesn't remember. Well, so he claims. And and the moral of the story is, all constables are bastards. Alternate title for this episode, Guilt Trip. Hmm. Ooh, that's good. Pretty good. Um, it's nice to see Tarak Nor again, but I think they made this episode more complicated than they needed to. Really? I felt it was pretty straightforward. I think I think just trying to wrap it up like, oh yeah, it was a weird space anomaly that triggered your changeling goo and oh, that's yeah, why that... you're sharing a dream. Yeah, I was God definitely... damn it! I feel like it would have been a little easier to just say it was an orb or wormhole vision thing. Or, yeah, it, or like especially some... at the end, it started to feel like one. <laughs> Somebody that they met at the conference knew about this and you know, like did something to them so that they'd end up in this scenario to yeah. relive the event. There was, a, like, there was a better way to wrap it up, I thought. But I do like that they that they came right out and said, like, oh, you're actually still at least part changeling because, mm. you know. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. you were saying a while ago you felt that had to be the case. Mm. Yeah. But, yeah, like, that's the one thing. Because, again, especially towards the end, the way they were shooting it, it even felt more like a wormhole or orb vision. And, like, up until this point, everything to do with the shared knowledge of the Great Link always seemed to be the implication was there, you know, it's because they were sharing bodies, you know? It wasn't, and they're the same species. Yeah, like, the fact that there's now a telepathic element feels a little tacked on. Listen, yeah. it's just, uh, it's Vulcan 2.0. No, uh, like, yeah. Whatever we need. A little yeah. bit. For a given yeah. episode. Don't worry about it. But yeah, my thing with it was just, like, it was... For me, at least, like, very obvious very quickly what was going on. Mm. Like, all right, it's not really Thrax. That's Odo. Yeah. This is like, somehow he's, even though he's not aware of it, he's somehow driving what's going on and has replaced himself with his predecessor. And let's get to it. Well, to be fair, you've seen the episode before. I mean, but I really didn't remember this one very well. Yeah, and as much as I love to see... No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was just gonna say, for me, it was obvious that this was like a Odo has a bad secret. Yeah, but I it took me a while <laughs> to catch on to what it was because I'm a dipshit. But yeah, yeah. And once I got it, I... I got it, and I was pissed. 
I was like, damn it, 2020. I knew as soon as they showed Red Foreman talking to Quark that that it was something was wrong because he didn't call Quark a dumbass. (laughs) Or threaten to shove his boot up his ass. Yep. Or make him wear his ass for a hat. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I like. Well, he already has an ass hat. That's That's true. And as much as I like Thrax kind of as a character, mainly because I like Red Foreman as a character and he's fun. Um, when they start pull, like banging you over the head with the Thrax shouldn't be here, this isn't Thrax, and he starts saying things that you think Odo should say and shit like this, I kept thinking like, there was a better way to do this. There was a way to do this in which it's just Odo and you're seeing it as Odo because I feel like the, the big reveal at the end of Odo did bad doesn't have the same effect as you watching him do the bad. Yeah, yeah. that's true. I think you're right. Although I did like th- that in that final scene in the in the vision, it it, it switches and we see that it is Odo that's yeah. there at the execution. The switch yeah. is interesting, and I don't know. I, I think it, con- it it continues to distance us from us realizing that Odo is a bad man and did some bad, horrible things because you're, it's still not the Odo that we're looking at. It's not the mm. Odo that we've seen this whole episode long. It's a, it's not, it's just a not Thrax anymore. Yeah, I, I, I see what you're saying, and, and it's true that it is diminished somewhat. That yeah. that it is, you know, if, if the point of the episode is to show one of our heroes in a negative light, the last episode did a much better job of that. <laughs> Fair. No, and I know, like, the big reveal is we learn, oh, it was Odo that accidentally got these people killed. I wonder if the reveal could have been something more like, Odo is in in this flashback dream, whatever the fuck this thing is that's entirely still unclear. If he went back and realized, I think I can save them, I think I can undo it, and then it just not being undoable and trying to convince the others, like, no, 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 we're, it's... It, it, you know, you didn't die. We're going to make sure that you don't die, and, and this is how it happened. And then you realize, oh, no, it happened that he killed them. I mean, he did sort of do that when he was trying yeah. to negotiate with Thrax and, like, explain, like, here's all the things you need to do to prove our innocence. Yeah. But then, what, you know, like, once nah. they get transported back into the cell, you're like, oh, oh. Hmm. Yeah, no, this, this is not time travel. This is mindfuck. Yeah. Yeah, I, like, also I think felt that was like... the... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you first. Okay. Um, I also felt like they should have ended the episode when Odo woke up and not tacked, and either like had the Julian explains what happened while they were all still passed out and then cut the Kira scene because it was unnecessary because they ended it on such a great line. The, the line that they ended it uh, on when Odo wakes up is, whatever you've gone through has taken its toll. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and Bashir is obviously like meaning oh, you were passed out for a while. But when Odo wakes up, the whatever you've gone through has taken its toll also means everything you've done in your past. And if they had ended the show right there, it would have been, I would have felt like it was a much meaningful meaningful line. Mm. Yeah. Because otherwise, it's glossed over. (laughs) On to the next scene. At the same time, it's tricky, because at the same time, I feel like it's maybe important that there is some acknowledgement between him and Kira of the situation. Disagree. Unnecessary. Um, Why? I, I want to disagree on, you know, on the point about, about it not being Thrax. Uh, cause I actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I do think there is an important aspect of this episode that would have been lost if it had been Odo all along and ever, and the rest of the, t- the crew knew that it was Odo. And that is the fact that Odo is actively trying to conceal it throughout the episode that it was him. Yeah. Uh, oh. Like he, he he knows right away that oh wait, this is a thing that happened to me. Like yeah. I was involved in this. Uh but he just plays along with oh yeah, Thrax, yeah, hmm, hmm, yeah, he's a bad guy. No, that's why and, like, I say the thing Odo should be concealing is that he knows the fate. Yeah, see I I like that it's an embarrassing part of his history that he does not want his friends to know about, and especially Kira. Yeah. So I actually do think it's somewhat important that it was it was Thrax, and I think that adds I think it adds an element that we have that confrontation with Kira at the end because uh, it because it really I think I think the difference is Ames you're you're looking at this episode in one way and the writers were looking at it in a different way and the way they were looking at it is this is this is about Odo losing face 
Um, and we all know how important his face is to him. Gross. Very smooth. Um, and how do you think I'm looking at it? I don't know. I'd like to know more. Uh, there isn't much more. No, I'm, look, I'm looking at it from a writer's point of view, which is when, and where you end the story should, like, the, literally the last line of your story should be the thing that sums up your story. And when the last line of your story is Odo telling Kira, yeah, I don't know if there was more times of me doing this. Nah. I think it's actually, like, says something interesting about the character, though, too, though, right? Because he was just kind of learning how to be a humanoid while he was being on Turek Nor and doing all this, right? Like, theoretically, his sense of morality was nowhere near completely defined by then. Like, even if this was just him being lazy and not giving a shit and just saying, well, if I can tie it up with a bow, it'll make things easier. Are you talking about seven years ago, Odo, or present Odo? Seven years ago, Odo. Okay. Because I, I feel like we've seen, I mean, just on Deep Space Nine, we've seen Odo learning more things, getting to know the solids more. I mean, he was basically like a Petri dish experiment from some Cardassian. So, of course, his like, I would think his morality would be fucked just from just from that, because the Cardassians are. Well, he was overseen by a Bajoran scientist, but there was a. Yeah, there were a lot of Cardassians around. I guess I just mean, I'm not, like, forgiving what he did, because what he did was super fucked up, but I do kind of think, like... Well, yeah, when your first example is the Cardassians, that's gonna warp you. Well, right, and, like, how old was he at that point? Like, how old? Like, what was it, his, like, second year of being, mm -hmm. like, would you expect a two-year-old to know? I mean, I know he's obviously more sophisticated than a two-year-old, but... There's a difference between an 18-year-old and a 30-year-old. Like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, again, I'm not forgiving him. What he did is super, super fucked up. And I'm really mad at Odo right now. Well, but, I like, I also kind of wonder, just, like, where was he on his path? And, like, what is what does that mean? And how does that change, like, what we've just seen? I also feel like they did waffle a little in that they made it less about him, like, actively kind of just not giving a fuck. And more, like... I'm too busy. Uh, well, yeah, like, I just can't be bothered, this'll do, as opposed yeah. to, like, would it have, you know, it, it, it would have, it might have, you know, they could have had him be like, you know what, this is kind of shady, but I don't care. Whereas it feels more like, good enough by the standards I've been told to follow. I don't yeah, but I, and I think, and, but I think that that was very deliberate, because Odo has this narrative about himself, and... Other people, as we, you know, like the episode opens where people are talking about how, oh, yeah, like Odo was hailed as, as this hero. Yeah. And Odo has this narrative about himself that he talks about before where it's like, oh, that my people must have an innate sense of justice. And like his, his whole identity is built around the idea of justice right. and being uh, fair and, and uh, you know, yeah, not being the a truth. shithead. Yeah, seeking the truth. Yeah, he said before, like, I don't lie. I only lie to myself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's, and you know, he well, mentions... Well, he wasn't lying. He was admitting the truth. When, when, he, when he has this conversation at the end with Bashir, he's like, you know, oh, it must have been because I was thinking about this event at that moment. And the reason he was thinking about that event at that moment was because they were just talking about what a fucking hero he was. So he knows he's a fraud. That's, that's what this episode is about. It's about yeah. him knowing that he... His entire identity is built on this formative event for him, where he completely went against that. Uh, it's I mean, it's the more I'm thinking about, it, the more there's a weird parallel with the la with Let He Who's Without Sin and Worf, where like, you know, they 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 both have these identities of like, um, we're not allowed to have fun. Yeah, well, you know, we're we're. We're we're men of justice and everything, and and it's oh well yeah, but you know we're we have these bad things that we've done in our past, and we're ashamed of them, and we really don't want people to know about it. But Odo, even more to that point, really didn't want people to know about it, and was terrified throughout this episode that his friends would find out. So I think I don't know. I think that this whole episode is a a demonstration of weakness. Yeah. In Odo that we've never seen before, which I think is cool, actually. Yeah, well, especially when you consider, like, in the previous episode that gave us part of his background, like, 
the whole thing was he wasn't officially in charge of security, but he was put in charge of this investigation. And he was actually at that point still quite dogged about it, you know? Mm. Like, that was the whole thing, was Ducat just wanted it wrapped up nice and quick and easy. And he kept sort of digging and poking around and looking into things. Are you talking about Necessary Evil now? Or this uh, year? The one, the one where the, the, the chemist... Yeah. 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 And Kira, Kira was a murderer? Yeah. 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 Thank you. I couldn't think of the title. Yeah, that should have been the last, the ending scene with Oder being like, well, now we're fucking even about that uh, fucking that, chemist. That's body. what I said. No, yeah. they can't be petty. Come on. No, I know. But yeah, like, it'd be interesting to kind of watch the, these back to back just to kind of compare it. Like, early days, Timid Odo. And then, like, so what we, you know, who was still willing to really sit there and dig his heels in versus, like, actually been security chief for a couple of years, kind of buying into the Cardassian line, Odo. Like, he might have just gotten, like, beaten down by... Yeah, like, he faltered in there, which is interesting, you know? Me being and, you official kind of like, wish even that moment at the end where, you know, Kira's like, promise me that this, on- this is the only time it happened. And he's like, I can't. I can't promise that. Yeah, because he doesn't know. Because he doesn't know, and he probably, like, this probably isn't the only incident. It's just the only one where he realized it. Hmm. Yeah. This like, happened yeah. to be the one he was thinking about on the runabout. <laughs> yeah, Odo, fallen hero. I mean, I think I come out of these two more still, still like feeling like they've done more damage to Worf than Odo. <laughs> well, the thing is, well, I feel, Odo I feel was like, already a cop. Yeah, Odo, Odo, this isn't surprising. Odo, you kind of expect there's some stuff because Odo was the security chief at Tarak Nor. Yeah. There is definitely some bad stuff in his past. Well, yeah. well, Worf just, you know, you, you think that he's going to be all, you know, honorable and Klingon. And then you realize, oh, no, he treats women like crap. Great. Right. Where this episode, I think, makes, gives more depth to Odo's character and makes him more interesting. That he is without sin actually makes me dislike the Worf character. It doesn't yeah. make him more depth. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't make him a more deep character, but it, it, it and there's makes, no makes fucking, him look petty and an asshole. There's no comeuppance for Worf. You know, you know what like, I realize though, Worf is, sorry to go back to keep going back to this episode, but th- th- he is such a fucking follower. Yeah. Because every <laughs> fucking time there's like some charismatic asshole that talks to Worf, hands out he's like, pamphlet. sign me up. Oh, we want to do a fucking McCarthyism? I'm in! Yeah. Well, I'm supposed to be on a sex vacation, but yes, I would love to come to your fucking uh, timeshare. Uh... He's a fucking cult leader's wet dream. He really is. That actually reminds me, though. What's funny is I had waited for all of TNG for that episode. Like, I vaguely recalled, there's an episode where Worf, like, gets tangled up with some idiots on a planet and breaks the weather. But I had remembered it as a TNG episode. <laughs> So when we didn't get it, I was like, I guess it was we DS9? We sort of got it. Huh? We sort of got it with a Worf stepbrother and the sign of LaForge. No, no, that, that episode I remembered really distinctly. Okay. Like this one, I again, I vaguely recall, like, doesn't he break a weather machine at some point? It's like, oh, here like, it is. Wait a minute. He fucked with the weather twice? What's with these shows? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, I think you're right, Jake, in that it's like, it added depth to Odo while making Worf even more of a caricature yep. of himself. Yeah. But I guess well, we got a little more depth from Jadzia in return. A little. Because she was like, you don't own me, you can change this, or what, what was the line? She had this great line, there are lots of things in life you can't change and I'm one of them. Yeah. Something like that, and I was like, I want that tattooed on my back. That's great. <laughs> Thank you, Jadzia. The perfect, the perfect thing. I don't know. So okay, so in the in the real event that happened, Seven Odo years ago? says there were there were only three terrorists. Yeah, was, was there Jadzia? a woman? Yeah, I was wondering was if she, Jadzia yeah, was, was, was that... what's her name's mom. Who's mom? Who's mom? Uh oh no, it's too recent to have been her mom. Never mind. Uh, uh Galdi. Oh, oh love child. Zial. Oh. Yeah, no, too, but yeah, way too, too recent. recent. Never well, mind. I, yeah, no, I was wondering if she was actually actually a character in the fantasy at all. Yeah, that's, un- that's very unclear what, what Jezia was supposed to have been in the past. 
I, I mean, like I think making this a an Odo specific the vision, the scenes of her and Ducat like oh, yeah. sparring really don't make don't sense. Really make sense. No. Yeah, but what I was getting out of her scenes was very much a, a, a the same kind of flavor as her role in Past Tense, where she's just kind of there to hang out with a guy who probably wants to bang her, mm. and mm. that's all she really does for most of the episode. I, I imagine her person must have existed only because. If we assume that the way Odo saw it was really how it happened, like, the reason those three guys rushed to where they did was because a Bajoran woman was there who'd been injured. Yeah, that's probably true. Well, like, her know, breaking we, them out of jail didn't happen. Do we know that those people rushed to the, to the place in the past at all? Yeah, because the reports had said they were in that area, but the guards lied and said they were strangling Ducat. And, jo- and um... And Odo even tells them, like, you know, you could see from the ballistics that it couldn't have come from where they came from, and da-da-da. So yeah, so it sounds like them rushing to the area was real. Mm, I don't like see that. any proof. I mean, that's the only reason, I they assume were the only reason that they were arrested was because they were there. Yeah, that was the impression I was under. Well, I'm, I believe they were there. I don't know. I don't necessarily know that they rushed to the bodies. Well, then, so were they actually guilty? No. Like, what, what were they doing over the bodies? Or you think, or you're saying they weren't even arrested over the bodies? I think they were just on the promenade, and they were whoever oh. the closest people were. Hmm. I don't know. I don't yeah. know why. I don't see any evidence really one way or the other to say. Yeah, I kind of feel like we have to believe what Odo is giving us since he was there. Yeah, and Odo isn't giving us very much. Hmm. Well, but he tells them like, no, we have to get away from here. Like he yeah. must know that them being over the bodies is what brings them to be taken in because he's like, no, like we literally can't be here right now. They're going to take us. I I don't know. I think that to me is proof that that's how it happened, but I don't know. Um, I think it's what sad. What about Quark? And, huh? uh, Quark. I was uh, just about to talk about him. douchebag. <laughs> I was going to say, you know, the worst part though is that that 12 hour day with two five minute breaks, probably still better than working for any Cardassian. Fair. Hmm. You probably don't get any breaks, and Quark probably doesn't whip you. Yeah. Yeah, he, in, a, in a weird way, Quark is probably actually feeling like he's doing a good thing for these Bajorans. Yeah. And he probably is, because the alternative is the fucking ore refinery. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's obviously taking advantage of the situation hugely still, but I'm sure most Bajorans were like, ugh. Yeah, fine. I'll go fucking clean tables. Yeah, I can. So I'm still not entirely clear on what Terok Nor is. We know it's an ore refinery. Like that's its that's its function. Yeah. But the Bajorans that are there are they prisoners? Are they like like is it maybe kind of like a like a gulag or like that, a ghetto yeah, or is something? It? I don't know. Like I could like. It's because it seems like people do kind of come and go. Like yeah, not, they, like they could leave. Oh yeah, like they just said that the the three identi- the three Bajoran identities that the characters took had just gotten there two days ago or three yeah. days ago. Well, yeah, but couldn't they have just been rounded up and brought there? Yeah, and I guess when they talked to that the resistance leader, they're like, "We need to get off the station." Like that wasn't going to be super easy. Sounded like. Well, because you probably could get fake papers and shit. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, exactly. So apparently, you can't just go to the, you know, yeah. book a ticket back to Bajor. Or they just didn't have any money. Yeah, possible. Why not both? Yeah, yeah. It's definitely a little vague as well. What exactly? Like it does. I mean, again, maybe like you said, maybe it's a bit of both. Maybe some people there. Maybe some people that are there are there that can come and go more freely than others. Well, I mean, it feels like early. World War Two, where, you know, they were taking away privileges little by little. Like, mm. first you have to live in a certain place, then we're taking all your money, then, like, you can't travel, then, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. The way it kind of closed in, like, it was, you know, step by step. And I guess it kind of feels that way. If they're having to, like, fake papers to try to, to get away from the spot they're in, you know, I don't know. That's what I think of, anyway. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, Gulag makes sense for what based on what we've seen of the place yeah so do you think ducat just had 
random like if if he was walking along the promenade and he saw a Bajoran woman who he liked, he would just have her brought to him. Yeah, that Absolutely. seems completely yeah. within his character. Ugh. Oh yeah, no, mainly so is. he mainly so he can talk their ear off because he loves the sound of his own voice. God, he yeah, does. That's that was interesting. I thought that you know, like he didn't immediately go to the sexual assault. <laughs> that it, well, like, Ducat wants people to like him. He thinks yeah. he's a great guy. Ducat is the hero of his own story. Is is a quote that I read some book somewhere, and and he absolutely, absolutely is. is. Like he. He thinks he's he's like this great guy, and I think he just wants to people. He wants to have more friends, but these people don't want to be his friends. Yeah, and he and he wants he specifically wants the Bajorans to be his friends. Like yeah. he yeah. says to, they're like my children. Yeah, like ugh, ugh. <laughs> they're like my children, and I want to fuck them. What the hell's wrong with you, Ducat? Yeah, uh. yeah, it's that's creepy. But that again, it, it that like fits in with, oh, yeah. with the um sort of like commandant of whatever horrible camp you're in charge of and yeah. abusing your power well and it fits with everything we've seen of Dukat oh, it definitely up to this point. i mean that's Dukat, that's a yeah. very like colonial yeah opinion right that's like, true too yeah. you know we're well we're civilizing them or whatever yeah. you know they well, need they need our parentage that, to, to be you know reach their potential wasn't there an episode where he or maybe another cardassian was like really you should be thanking us because uh y'all were a bunch of hillbilly dinks until we Fucked you up for fifty years. Yeah, I think that was Ducat. Was it? Yeah, I think Derek, I think it was, Derek it was said Ducat something similar else, but... at one point too, where he was like, "Oh, you know, we've brought the gift of civilization to no. hundreds of worlds." No, I remember he was in the, the the roundabout with Kira, and he said that I think it was an indiscretion, and we were oh, like, yeah. "Why? Why are you telling her that?" Yeah, nice well, try, bud. It definitely goes to that colonial mindset. Yeah, the 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 scaly man's burden. Oh my God! We've been we've been thinking of the Cardassians as Nazis. Maybe they're just British <laughs> or American. Yeah, or American. Yeah. Or or like really a, any European power in, yeah. in in the nineteenth century. Yeah, they like we're, he's we're, Christopher we're, Columbus, that son of a bitch. We're gigantic oh, no. fuck ups here, but we ours is a little more based internally. We didn't we weren't as involved in the colonial project. I mean, we were. But we kind of got in at the very, very yeah, end. We came, we came late, and then we figured, hmm, Gotta make we up don't for actually need time. to invade these countries. We just need to fund the gorillas that are already in the country. Exactly, yeah. So we, we played a slightly different game. So there wasn't uh, that same aspect proxy of... Proxy colonialism. Well, God Golf Cot would love that game if he knew the rules, I'm sure. So. Yeah, there isn't that sort of faux parentage thing that is more, I think, in hardcore colonialism which again we did we tried to get involved but the, the the day was waning by the time we had the resources who are you trying to defend right now chris oh no one they're all awful That's yeah they're the all thing. terrible i'm just saying our brand of terrible is kind of different we, we had a different way of doing it yeah no our reprehensible actions are d different than the colonial re uh, reprehensible acts. right the point is we didn't take over half the world but we found other ways to be fucking disgusting in a way it's almost worse because we try to pretend we don't do anything that we oh, do that's definitely hmm. the case yes yeah. um you know the limeys at least were like no no hello kick down your door plant a flag hello we're better than you and we're just like we're gonna give you money and hopefully you'll destroy south america on your own yeah okay, thanks yeah <sighs> Anyway. Yes. Oh, so, um, so one thing I noticed was Garrick is back, which means he served his sentence yeah. from Broken Link. It's been at least six months it's since It's been then. at least six months. Mm. Yep. And he doesn't like being called a spoonhead. No. <laughs> Spoonheads? The way he Garrick. said it, it's like he'd never heard it before. <laughs> well, it's the what kind of thing, you know, that? never to his face, you know? Mm, yeah. Like, he's heard people kind of whisper it and shit, but, you know, having someone... Yeah. Right, up and you there. just know that in like frat houses on Cardassia, they're like putting tequila in the spoon and slurping it out. Mm -hmm. and like they know it's a fucking spoon. <laughs> Let's not kid ourselves. Yeah, but like it's their word, you know. That's true. <sighs> Anything else? I thought Jedzia should have panged out some Morse code before breaking them out of out of the brig. <laughs> <laughs> you know, bad, bad. like like our friend Scotty did. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, if it wasn't such a serious episode, that might have been a nice callback. <laughs> but did they bring their hover shoes? Mm. And their marshmallows. Oh, good time. Oh, so boy. did 
did did Quark actually have those illegal crystals? Oh, absolutely. Yes. I, I don't know. Yes. I kind of I I feel like it does sound like it's maybe too hot of a commodity for him to have wanted to touch. That's maybe. true. Since he feels like he couldn't get rid of it. Yeah, like I feel like you know he said the Bajorans can't afford it. The Cardassians don't want it. On the other hand, maybe he was uh, the law. It's the long game. He still has them somewhere in his uh, inventory. He's just waiting <laughs> to this for day. Yeah, yeah, to this day exactly. Yeah, Seven I like years that. later. That I could see. Although the, the so according to Garrick, the guy that he met with. Who had the crystals was a Romulan spy. Yeah. I wonder if Quark was actually involved at all in some kind of like espionage. Plot. If you have to ask it, the question, the answer is yes. Fair. Here's the thing. It's the Romulans, which means the plan is needlessly elaborate, which means he is a major part of it, but they never told him he was. <laughs> Fair. So like. Seems right. Yeah. And also the plan like a, will crumble immediately. Yeah. And it's instead it's going to crumble because they didn't tell him. Either way, Romulans are bad at plans. Very bad. We also have our, our Bajoran underground guy say that he's not going to finish his soup, to which I'm like, yeah, no one finishes no one their does. soup. Yeah. This is Star Trek. He's like, I don't <laughs> like soup. Yeah. Who doesn't like soup? Oh, maybe it's just that soup. The only way to finish your soup is to throw it at Chapel because you're going through Ponfar. <laughs> mm. Let the wall eat it. Ah. Hate palm leek soup. Whatever the fuck it's called. Plomeek. Plomeek? That's it. Here, I got it. You got it. Well, speaking of soup. Oh, wait. No. Before we sign off, one last what? thing. Good. Morn had a segue. date. I didn't hear you. Morn had a date. Oh, yeah. We saw it. He saw brought a woman a flower. She's like, oh, yeah. it's here. They wine. But yeah. Go That's Morn. That's very cute. Nice it job, was. Morn. Sorry. We all have to get ready for our date with Morn. Yes. Yes. Well, if you like what you heard and you want to hear more, we'll be back next week. But we're going to shake it up a little bit because we got another sneaky-ass two-parter coming up. So next week, we're going to talk about three episodes. The Ascent, Rapture, and The Darkness and the Light. I don't know why. In the meantime, if you want to check out more episodes, uh, you can find us probably wherever you found us this time. But we're also on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play. No, maybe not. YouTube Music? I don't know. Spotify? Apple Podcasts, I don't know, just look for us. You'll find us to start a steer her by. You can also find us on Twitter and Tumblr at SSHB Podcast. You can search for us on Facebook at A Star to Steer Her By. You'll find us. We're also on SSHBpodcast.com, which is either a link to our Tumblr or maybe someday a real ass uh a real ass website. Uh but for now, whether it be Tumblr or a real ass website, there are lovely uh lovely uh articles we we and well we've i say we've everyone but me has written for the most part uh we've got evil admirals we've got book reviews we've got uh fan aesthetic fics. discussions fan fiction yeah so we've got everything fics. everything huh you've written fanfics so you i have written fanfics but they're that's not an article no but... yeah yeah uh you interrupted me you, you, yeah you should be <laughs> well as always uh this has been caitlin this has been jake this has been Chris. And this is always Ames. Let the Klingon win. No, hey, he's a dick. That is a good advice for children's soccer. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>